Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Marie. We are live here in Seattle at noon, and we just want to say welcome to all of our callers all over the country and our international listeners as well. Thank you so much for listening to the show. It's one of my favorite things to do, and I also want to give a shout out to Sun Valley, Idaho. I just got back last night. I was there for about a week. I want to say thank you to the Sun Valley Wellness Festival and Institute, to the Friesen Gallery, and all of those people that work for the gallery, and also to the Mountain Express newspaper. You guys treated me all like a princess. I just want to say thank Thank you so much. I had a wonderful time. Can't wait till I go back in May. Question. Yeah. Was it sunny? It was. Oh, the whole time. I even went snowshoeing, you know, on mountains. I cheated. We took the gondola up, you know, and, and just snowshoed around the, the ridge of the mountain. But it was gorgeous. It was cold, but it was beautiful. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. So it lived up to its name. Totally. Yeah. It's my second time there. Um, so yeah, it's it's sunny like over 320 days a year there. Wow. I know. It was amazing. And I was very lucky coming in and moving out. I didn't have to take the bus um, because of the snowfall. I was very fortunate that I didn't get bussed out. Um, so that was really lucky. Yeah, it was just phenomenal. Can't wait to go back in May. And I just want to do a reminder. I will be at East West Bookshop tomorrow night, which is February 26th. The class is from 7.30 to 9.30. It's called You Can Have It All. And you want to call the East West Bookshop and make arrangements um, to, to register for that class. Um, so I'm going to be teaching about manifesting and how to create what you want in your life. And then, of course, we have a wonderful guest today. We have Jody Levon from Minnesota. She's the happy medium. She's the author of The Happy Medium. Jody has been working professionally as a psychic medium since the early 1980s. She has achieved enormous success in helping individuals move forward in, the career, in their careers and personal lives by identifying ways in which they stand when they're blocked in their lives. Um, corporate heads as well as heads of households have long prized her honest, unique abilities, candor, and professionalism. As a self-taught medium, she knows well how to use her instincts and has found a way to live peacefully with her feet both on the ground. Hi, Jody. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being available to come on the show today. I know you have a very busy schedule. Oh, I love this, though. <laughs> love this. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you like radio, and we're so grateful to have you. I've read your book. It's lovely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's absolutely lovely. And so you do readings for people all over the country, correct? Correct. Actually, all over the world. Wow. Wow. And your book just came out last year. Came out in August of '09. correct. Wow. And so you're, you've enjoyed having that type of uh, interface with people in your book and getting to know you that way? I do. You know, I was really very conscious when I wrote my book. I thought, okay, this means I'm stepping out even further out of the psychic closet, and I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> and you've known that you have been psychic all your life. Is that Correct. true? Yeah. Well, most of my life. It was when I discovered that not everybody did the things that I did that I realized I was a little bit different. Like, people didn't know when the phone rang who it was or they could meet somebody and not know as much about them that I did. 
I was about double digits, just starting the double digits. And I thought, wow, you don't know that. Huh. Wow, that's amazing. And and your grandpa Max actually deemed you the spirited child. Yes, <laughs> so, he did. So, and that was really helpful for you as a child to be recognized that you were different and more connected to spirit. You know, like that was really helpful for you. Is that true? That was. He recognized a part of me that was so connected to life. Mm. And I would take a step out and say and do things that most people wouldn't. Wow. And so he called me Mazik. Yes. In Yiddish is like a spirited person. Oh, that is so sweet. Thank you so much, Grandpa Max. Yeah. <laughs> that was a wonderful thing that he did. Yes, it was. He was quite perceptive, quite psychic himself. Wow. And so when did you really recognize that you were a medium? How old were you? You know, I have to say, I always would talk with spirits, but again, thought everybody did that. Uh-huh. And, right. and then I, I believe, sorry about the noise. Oh, it's Okay. Uh, what I believe what happened most of all was when I was at a gr- at my aunt and uncle's house, uh-huh. and they had both just died, and we were going through all their things, and I was probably 10 or 11, mm-hmm. if, and I felt like my aunt was sitting next to me saying, now give this to this person and give this to this person, so I'd be Aww. leaning over and saying, oh, no, Mom, uh-uh, Jeff should have that. <laughs> oh, no, Mom, that's for Cindy. And it was funny because I could smell them, and I could wow. feel them as if they were just right there. Wow. So I believe that's when I started realizing that I was talking to spirits. The word medium used to scare me. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I was older that I made peace with that. that when you made, because what I also read in your book is that it wasn't so much that there are dead people talking to you, but more that the people who were alive in a body were, were thinking and saying that everyone who was dead, was dead. And that was actually harder for you. Is that true? It was very difficult because it wasn't true. And I'm supposed to trust these people, but it wasn't true. Wow. Wow. Well, 10 or 11 is pretty early. And and so did your parents, uh, your mother, like in that instance, when you're talking about, you know, someone who's passed over, did they listen to you and follow your advice? (laughs) That's funny. No, No, I, (laughs) I was grounded or I was, you know, told to leave them alone. And I was pretty much told to not talk about that. You didn't talk about people who were crossed over, who were dead when I was growing up. And I think wow. that's indicative of the years I was growing up, too. But you didn't talk about it. In fact, you'd always use a hushed voice. Wow. You mentioned somebody who was dead, as if they were going to hear you and be mad at you. <laughs> when they're standing right next to you, wishing that you would talk about them and, and feel their presence, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So that's really early, 10 or 11, because not all you know, intuitives or psychics actually know at an early age. No, you know? a lot of them feel crazy for a long time or odd or uh, if they have little twinges of it. But it isn't normally until after puberty or oftentimes after they're in their 20s when something happens that opens them up more. So something traumatic or? Oftentimes it's something traumatic and sometimes it's not. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it's really deeply falling into that trance state and connecting with that higher energy that just wakes them up. Hmm. Oh, that's so interesting. And throughout your book, you talk about intuition and you give a lot of advice for people so that they can start to use their intuition because you believe, as I do, is that everyone is naturally intuitive. Absolutely. Everybody. Yeah. Isn't that the best feeling in the world to, to be an intuitive and, and to recognize that everyone is that way? I absolutely. I wrote in the happy medium, you don't need a club membership <laughs> to use this. This is an ability that we were given. It's a, it's a right from the universe. It's our right. Right. It's a birthright. And so what made you choose the title, the happy medium? I'm sure there's a story behind that. 
You know, it kept coming to me. It just kept like somebody tapping you on the cheek. This is it. This is it. This is it. And because I'm happy, genuinely and generally speaking, and I have worked really hard to find that medium, Mm -hmm. that happy medium, because as you know, moods, my moods and my feelings go way one direction and way another, and it's taken me many years to bring them so it's normally back in the middle or bringing it back in the middle. So it's a double entendre that I have learned to find the happy medium, and then I became a happy medium. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, that's I, I, Because of the emotions of other people can be so intense and oh. so distracting and jarring that it was hard for you to get to that place where you could be in your own life and centered and not right, and, worry. Right. And there are times where it still is, mm-hmm. and I have to remind myself. That's why the, all the exercises, the tools and techniques, those are things that I use to help make myself feel more centered and to bring myself back into that peaceful place. Wow. No, that's beautiful. In fact, I was reading um, over your book again about how you talk to your body, Um, you know, like, okay, I've got my shoes on my belt. You know, you just look down and start talking so you can move into the present moment. It's a fantastic. And it helps if you buy really cute shoes. At least that's what I tell my husband. <laughs> yes, and, and actually, I was going to ask you about that. When you met your husband, you were you were a medium. Is that mm-hmm. true? You were working professionally in your field. So, how was he with all of that initially? You know, I didn't say, "Hi, Jason, I'm a medium." I let him start to see how perceptive I was. And then I'd say, you know, I'm incredibly perceptive. He goes, yeah, I haven't really noticed that. And so is he, actually. (laughs) And as that sort of evolved, I said, well, I work with corporations, large and small. And at that point, it was quite a few small. And I explained what I did, and he sort of cocked his head and looked at me, and he goes, yeah, I get that. And that was it. He was very accepting. And he's a, quite a conservative man, very accepting of this. Right, because that's my take on him when I've read his energy that, yeah, he's, you know, because you and I have talked on the phone a few times. It's mm-hmm. been lovely. And, yeah, that's how I read him as more conservative. Not Mr. Woo-woo is, isn't how I would describe him. No, he's not. <laughs> Which is, is that, that's probably a nice balance for you to, you know, go out in the world and do all the interesting, intuitive things that you do and then come home and have it be about just home. It is. It's lovely. There are times where we bat heads because, of course, when I'm in my stubborn place, I think I'm right. And then I start to realize that, again, that happy medium, and he helps me see that quite a bit. Oh, that's just beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, we're going to go ahead and go to the phone lines, and we'll continue our conversation, obviously, with Jody, and find out wonderful things about her and tools that she has used in the book, The Happy Medium. But we've got phone calls, so who do we have, Eric? We do. We've got our first caller, Mike, on the line, calling from Marysville. Hi Mike. Hi Murray. How you doing? Great, great. What what can Jody do for you today? I'm wondering about my job. I've been unemployed for over a year. I'm trying to change careers. I was wondering what do you see there, and maybe a general, uh, uh, you know, you can a general take a look into what's going on. Sure. Well, the first thing that I'm getting is my stomach hurts when when you started to talk. So there's some things from your old job and things that have happened to you in your life that you haven't let go of. You're trying to make yourself want to go in one direction with your work, but you're not letting yourself really open up to what you really want to do, what you naturally can do, and what you do without so much of that effort that makes you so uncomfortable. And you're close. You're actually quite close. I don't know if it's going to be full-time or three-quarter time, but you're quite close to it. And this is indicative of what your personality is like and where you are in your life in general is that you you've evolved quite a bit especially in the last three years and there's some things that have gone on and i'm seeing a woman and i don't know if this is your mom 
or a spouse because it's it's just that female energy that's you're very you have a lot of respect for women and yet you know that your energy comes through differently your creative thoughts everything comes through differently and you're finding a way to understand your own and respect someone else's and know that they don't have to overlap do you understand what i'm saying yeah i do Wow. Um, actually, it's a girlfriend, and I've been with her for about three years, and she's changing me, and I can see it's the better, and I'm trying to go that route. The work picture, yeah, it's, a, it's the same old picture, and I'm trying to get out of it because it's a dead end in my life. I want to try to go into a new career. Um, is it a right move or do you think it's, you think it's the right move or you think I'm going no, to go the right back move. to my old way? Oh, no, no, it's the right move. And, you know, you say you're stuck, but you're actually not because that you can say it and that you've been in this relationship and she's helped you so much. It's going to sound funny, but have you, ever watched a birth, have you ever watched an animal giving birth? Oh, yeah. So picture, picture that you're actually releasing something from you. That served you at one time, it doesn't serve you anymore, and you bless it, and you just you keep moving on with it. It's actually not a child, but it's old thoughts. It's, it's old patterns. It's who you were. Okay. So how about a general thing? Um, I guess that's it. That's the, uh, the general thing also, huh? You see, you get so... You, you have this way in your mind where you're in a rut of thinking. It's like you're, you know how a record player, if it gets a little chip in it, you always hear it, and it gets, every time it goes around in the groove, it gets deeper and deeper. Sure. You have to imagine that you're in a whole different groove mm-hmm. and remind yourself that you're in a whole different groove. If it takes you, if you wear tennis shoes, if it takes you putting on a pair of bright green shoes instead or shoelaces, do something that reminds you that you've changed. Change your haircut. Okay. Change where you go grocery shopping. Make some things change. So it shows you, indicates you, yes, I have changed and I am changing. Okay. That's beautiful. Thank you, Jody. Great And you. it's funny that you use green because that's her favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> that's lovely, Mike, so you're going to get a new job. I hope so. I've been unemployed for a year. And I'm just, you know, really uh, getting, you know, freaked okay. out about it. Yeah, well, it's coming soon. Okay, thank you very much, you two. Thank you. Have a great day. You too, bye-bye. All right, our next caller is Diane calling from Bellevue. Hi, Diane. Hello. Uh, Danielle? Is it Danielle? Yes. Hi, Danielle. Hi. Um, Yeah, I have a question for Judy, but um, first of all, I'd like to thank you, Marie. Last year, I called you in the beginning of the year, and asking for my purpose, and you say, you know, it, it sounds very confusing, I cannot read anything, so just enjoy your life, be happy. And then in August, I found my purpose, <laughs> thank Yay, you. Yay, yeah, congratulations. So yes, and I've changed so much, and now my question is, um, if you can, uh, Judy can see some, that I'm, uh, something that I could improve my intuitive uh, vision or something. That you're perceptive and you pick up things from the other side? <laughs> oh, too, yes. I, I'm trying to, you know, be more conscious and, and you know, just, um, continue my evolution. <laughs> so uh, do you see anything or something that I could do better? Well, first of all, you're doing things beautifully, and what, the biggest thing for you is acknowledging that and sitting with it and feeling good about it instead of jumping to what you should be doing next. 
is that when you, when you, and you do it quite frequently, when you feel positive, when you, when you see that you've made a decision or you've made a move that indicates that higher way of looking at things, congratulate yourself. And when you've done something solid for yourself, very grounded, solid for yourself, congratulate yourself and know that the moves that are coming, you're clear and you're asking to continue to be clear and that you'll make them. You're very hard on yourself. You don't really give yourself much of a break. And giving yourself a break is really something that is very, it's spiritually authentic. It it helps you open up more when you understand where you are and you say, I'm doing a nice job. I approve. Yeah, the rush thing. Yeah, I always look at that. I mean, just getting happy and you found your life purpose. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. I've had them studying. And yeah, that's lovely. It's wonderful. (laughs) I'm very happy. So follow those those ideas that Jody you know mentioned to you because mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll, everything will just flow in because you're you're on the right place you know you're in the right mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, both of you. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> you too. Bye bye. All right. Our next caller is Maureen calling from Seattle. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. This is Maureen. Go Hi, ahead, Maureen. Go ahead, Jody. Um, my question is, I, I didn't meet a lot of my mom's relatives, and several of them have passed away, and I'm wondering if any of them can come through or if you're picking up on anybody right now. Well, I, I actually don't call them. If they're there, then okay. I pick up oftentimes on their energy. So I am feeling somebody, and it feels like he's a person who smoked. Um, he looks a little on the debonair side. So I his, he looks maybe got a little bit of a mustache. His hair is really very perfect. And he's around you, and he is connected with your mom. It feels like he could have been one of her uncles. And he's a person who wishes he would have been more book smart, if that makes sense to you, because being book smart is important to you. He wishes he would have been more book smart. And so he helps guide you to do things. You might not consider yourself book smart. My sense is you do. You're good if you start doing, if you're cooking, you open up a recipe and you, and you start by following the directions and then you kind of flow with it. But that still means that you're using that as direction. So he helps you with things like that. How interesting. A, a male relative, huh? Mm-hmm. Ah, that's hmm. great. Very interesting. Lovely. Do you know, do you have an idea? Uh, any of your mom's brothers? Yeah, I think I, I think I do. They're they're all from Canada, so I'm thinking it's one of them that oh, I didn't know. Nice. Yeah. I get sometimes I get um, sounds too. And and how about smells? It's not quite cedar, but it smells like it's not fresh cut grass. But there's the smell of earth. That sort of thing. If you're taking a walk outside. You know how that you can yeah. so you can smell grass, you can uh-huh. smell the soil. Yeah, that's what's around him also, oh, and he okay. brings that to you. Oh, good. That that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Good. Well, thank you. Wonderful. Thanks thank for you. calling in. Uh-huh. Bye. 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 All right. Let's go on to our next caller. We've got Heather on the line, calling from Seattle. Hi, Heather. Hi, Heather. What's your question? I am wondering. Um, if there's any insights about my current relationship and kind of where it's going or where it should go. Well, you don't speak up for yourself as clearly as you would like to do. Is your father on the other side? No. There's a male energy very close to you 
who is trying to help you speak up for yourself. So either your father in body is talking to you a lot about this, or you have a father figure on the other side, and it actually could be quite likely both, where they're trying to urge you to speak up for yourself. You, you turn red. If you're really saying something that matters to you, your face turns red. You get, you get this inward embarrassment that really isn't as much about the people around you as it is that you feel exposed. It's very important that you state what you want, not just how you feel, but what you want out of the relationship. You think if it gets to a certain point, then you won't have to because you'll, you'll understand each other. The way you start to understand each other is by saying, here's how I operate. This is what works for me. And my guides bring in visions of, of what, what works, what has worked for me or a client, and I'm seeing it what works for you. I'm a bit of a neat freak. I can't stand anything dirty. I can deal with clutter. I can't stand dealing with someone else's dirty dishes. And I leveled with my husband before we got married, and I said, if you don't clean up after yourself, I'm going to be a grouchy wife, and I don't want to be a grouchy wife. So please don't wait for me to clean up after you with your dishes. And it wasn't an easy thing to say, and it's, it's really it served us in our relationship. Hmm. Do you understand this? Mm-hmm. So do you think you could do that, Heather, is, is speak up a little bit more? I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I've, I've definitely tried. Um, I feel like we're kind of at a, a crossroads. Yeah, that's how I feel. I, I feel that you're at the crossroad, <laughs> and that other person just wishes you would change your mind and cross to that side of the street <laughs> versus oh. you know, be your own independent person. That's just how I feel about it. You know, Marie, does this work like this for you, too? I get energy in my belly. I can feel like a whoosh mm-hmm. of energy when something's mm-hmm. really right, mm-hmm. and then it's sort of a hold back if something isn't right or needs some fixing, needs you know some repair. And that's the feeling I'm getting, like, this needs some repair. Right. So we- I'm not telling you that it's a terrible relationship. No. What I'm saying is there's some work that has to be done for you to feel good about it. He feels fine. You right. want to feel good about it. Right. Right. Yeah, as soon as um, Heather spoke, my chest got heavy, you know, and that's I got sad, a little sad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I knew that, Heather, when I look at your relationship, I know you're not in danger or, you know, anything of that nature, but I'm sad. And, and uh, so that's how I know you're sad. And then I see him standing on the crossroad you know, that you talked about. Just want, he's just like, well, come on over here, honey. It's over here. Come on over here. And you're like, but wait a minute. Hello? Hello? How about over here? You know? Yeah. Sure whether this is, this is the one for us. But yeah, the sadness is definitely there. Mm-hmm. So. And you know what Jody said is so important because let's say that you decide to leave this relationship because that's where you're heading in my mind. But if you haven't learned how to speak your mind and your truth and ask for what you want, you're going to have to do it again in another relationship. Yeah. So you might as well practice now and, and because people can change in men, I've learned the hard way. Men really do like some direction. They truly do. They, they want to make things work out, most of them. And they just wish that we'd give them a little bit more life preservers out there so they know. Beautifully said. Yeah. So they know where to go. So, you know, it's, it's worth it. What, what Jody recommended, it's totally worth it. You need to learn it anyway. And, and this would be helpful for him so that whether you guys stay together or you move apart, you can be friends. He can learn what he need, needs to learn and you can learn what you need to learn, whether you do it together, you know, or ultimately separately. I guess that's what I was trying to figure out is how much work put into this to go for because I did so much work in my last mm-hmm. relationship and whether it's like time to just move on and try to find something else that requires less work or actually put, well, try to do it in this one. 
Jody, okay. don't you think, because I can hear Jody, she's got all these ideas going on. Don't you think that her talking to him is, is like the big kahuta in, in this totally. whole thing? Totally. So good, right? Yes, I believe that. And it doesn't even matter how this relationship turns out as much as it does for you to speak up. Because the reason the relationships are so much work is because you leave them so wide open. You say, sure, I'll go out to eat. And if you go out for pizza, you don't like it. But you didn't say you didn't like pizza. Yeah. I've learned this one the hard way, Heather. So she's absolutely correct. And then you get lost in a relationship and you haven't set the ground rules about how you're going to interrupt or put your two cents worth in. And then this person is all so happy because they get everything that they want. Right. And then they're madly in love with you. And then they don't understand why you are now changing the rules because you've given them everything they've wanted. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a hard one. But yeah. you can do it. Okay. Thank you. You definitely can do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, ladies. Have Thank a you. good day. Bye. All righty. All right. Let's go on to our next caller. We've got Kay calling from Everett right now. Hello, Kay. Hi. This is Kay Marie, and I am so excited about your Reiki uh, workshop next month. I'm looking forward to that. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> and um, I've been working working on growing my Reiki practice, so I'd love some insights from you or Jody about I'm looking at branching out and maybe leasing a little spot in Marysville right now. I'm in Everett, <clears throat> and uh, just like I'm filling up like one one day a week, so I'm really excited about doing that. And, um, and the other question is about I'm sick and tired of waiting for Mr. Wright and would love to know where to look for him. Please go right ahead, Jody, and answer her questions. Well, as far as the, the Reiki goes, you're much more schooled in that. I can see where you have energy blocks. Did you say your name is Kay? Yes. There's energy blocks. Now, I'm looking at you, uh, obviously, psychically, and I have to tell you that I'm dyslexic, truly dyslexic, so it might be the flip side, but nevertheless, it is one side. They're showing me that your left side, which might be as you turn your right side, is is not flowing as well as the other side. And the other side is overloaded. And so in your healing, it's you get really tired, and you get tired on one side. And I feel like your neck actually starts to hurt. Is that you're great at doing this energy, but it's, you've got to have it go around you. And again, I don't understand the terminology, but they, they're showing me that it's not flowing in a, in a circle the way it needs to be flowing in a circle. Okay. And that once that starts to happen, you'll draw a lot more to you, including you'll be m- more able to draw this beautiful love that you want in your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your energy, which is the irony of it all, of course, because when I'm down, I think, oh, my God, I'm down, and I teach people how to not be down, mm-hmm. is that you're, there's a, you're doing so beautifully with your work, but there's a, there's a piece of it that's stuck somewhere, and so it's making everything feel stuck. Do you yeah. understand what I'm saying, Marie? Yeah, I totally agree. And and I think that even though I didn't know you were dyslexic, but even though that may be the case, I think you're right on, on the left side. Because the left side is about receptivity. It's about taking in. Mm-hmm. And so when you're an energy worker, you know, or as you know, a psychic, a medium, an intuitive, you have to allow a lot of energy to flow into your body, into your awareness, because it allow, allows you to read energy even at a deeper level. And all, it has a lot to do with love, too. You know, if, if you can't let energy flow into your life, then it's really hard to allow love to flow into your life. And Kay, I think you're just so scared to death to be successful. 
I know you want it. You know, I totally get that you want it, and you're working so hard. You're doing all the right things. You know, mm-hmm. it's like getting up every day and making sure that you've got the right socks on at the right length, <laughs> with the right shoes, and you know all of that. And then, and then you're like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I think you're just terrified to be successful. Mm-hmm. That rings true. So, so I think you have to. Um, Pretend, because of course that will be the ultimate result, pretend that you are successful mm-hmm. and tell yourself that you're safe. You know, I, I know Jody and I, because we, we've talked, thankfully, um, I've really enjoyed conversations with you, Jody. Me also. Yay. You know, we've talked about, you know, having people appreciate us and adore us and how it, that can be a little challenging. I mean, we like audiences and all of that, but it's, it's a, you know, it's kind of hard to... It takes a while. You have to let more people love you. The more people know about you, the more you have to let them love you. Mm-hmm. And that t- that's a vulnerable position to be in, and it, it takes courage in itself. And so, okay, you know, learning to be courageous, that it's, that it's okay for people to cherish you and adore you and let all that energy to just fly in so that you can make magic happen on your God, rookie table. God, is that table. beautifully said. Oh, you're so sweet. So, you know, left side exercises, taking energy in through the back of your heart. You, you are a kind person and kind people uh, are wonderful healers in the world because it's really we heal, heal with love. Mm-hmm. You know, Jody, talking to a dead person or moving energy or helping someone with relationship, it's all with love. I mean, I can feel the love in Jody. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. You're so sweet. It's true. So do you think you could do all that, Kay? Well, I'm sure going to give it a shot. As as far as left side exercise, it does make sense that I've been bringing energy up and down and not around. So what Jody said sounds like I need to move the energy in a more circular, spiral way. And so when you say left side exercise, it's like imagining that energy coming in through my left side more. Yeah, or this this circle sounds really great. I don't really see it in exactly that way, but I know it feels what she said feels perfect to you, mm-hmm. you know, because our, our brains all work slightly differently. And so your brain is going to be able to take in that idea of the circular motion. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be caught up on that left side. Just know that it represents as a metaphor your ability to receive and how it okay. challenges you, mm-hmm. that it scares you and makes you feel uncomfortable, that you're okay. not worthy enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think the circle idea is perfect because then you're not going to put like a name on it. Mm-hmm. You're just going to let it flow. Okay. It's actually a, almost... It's a circle, but it's an oval as well. It's more. Mm. It's a little more oval, mm. so it, inc- it takes in your whole body. Mm-hmm. Okay. Beautiful. All right. So no, uh, no particular insights on where Mr. Wright is. <laughs> you know, if Mr. Wright knocked on your door right now, I, mm-hmm. I don't know that you would feel like you were deserving of him. Oh. So, and you really <laughs> are deserving of him. You might say he's a great guy, but there's a part of you that's needs to unblock a little bit okay. because imperfections as you know sometimes those are the those are the most fun of all mm-hmm. right you know what we consider imperfections and we get to know the person and it's a riot mm-hmm. it's fun yeah 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 fun sounds good thank you so much oh, have a wonderful thank day thank you thank you mm-hmm. you Bye. know i have a funny story to tell about what you said about letting mr Wright in you know and recognizing him a dear friend of mine who i'm not going to mention on the air her name uh she was dating someone and she's rather tall my friend is and she's like hey, i think he's too short and she hadn't date what dated what i would call very kind men and i said something to the effect well i'm sure if he wasn't very kind he'd be plenty tall 
And it made her just, she said she can never stop thinking of that example. <laughs> and now they live together happily and you know, just bought a home together and, and all of that. So it's true, you know, about how we block ourselves and we don't allow ourselves to have what we truly want and desire. No, I don't know. We, we don't. And I think people are starting to do it more. And uh, clearly your radio show, people listening to it, they understand that or they wouldn't be tuning in and giving to themselves by listening. Well, we're lucky to have guests like you on the show. Oh, thank you. Really. And we're going to take a little break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. And we'll be right back with Jody LaVon, the happy medium. Become a Reiki master March 12th through the 14th. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You'll learn how to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants while Marie uses her symbolic sight to provide individual feedback. You'll learn detailed information about the chakra system. You'll receive attunements that allow you to practice Reiki at the master level. Reiki is still Marie's favorite healing modality. And this is a truly transformative weekend with healing and guided meditation. Booklet included. Enrollment is limited. Call 425-825-5671 or visit energyintuitive.com to register. On Sunday, we welcome three great women and three great topics. Cynthia Chomo's feng shui and color design expert always has something fascinating to say about the energy in our homes. Christine Upchurch will then enlighten us about the benefits of reconnective healing, a healing system she teaches worldwide. And finally, numerologist Carrie Samuels uses the power of numbers to tell us where we're at, both as individuals and as a society. Mastery and Mystery on The Gary Mance Show, Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. Start the new year with fun and inspiring tools that invoke curiosity and the desire to change. The Marie Manucheri and Friends monthly two-hour class is an investment towards self-development that you won't want to miss out on. We'll provide even more tools to enhance positive thinking, spiritual growth, healing, and so much more. Go to energyintuitive.com to find out more and sign up for the next class. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. No shirt? No shoes? No problem. Come as you are. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle, but we have Jody Levon, the happy medium from Minnesota, on the air. And so she's talking to us about every kind of psychic question out there so far, Jody. It's fun. Yeah, it's really fun. We're having a wonderful time. So in your book, so uh, you're a self-taught medium. Correct. So you didn't take any classes? I took or... one class that um, they, I was opened up, but they didn't teach anything about protecting yourself or shutting down. Mm. I ran away. <laughs> so you ran away, so you took that one class, but you're self-taught. Do, do beings from the other side come and teach you? Yes. 
Yes, that's what happens to me too. It's it's really fun. Like I think that's really lovely for the audience to know that you don't necessarily, unless you, you have this great desire to go take a workshop, right, or it feels like the perfect thing to do, but that there are beings on the other side who love to teach people. They love it. And you know, the other thing that's taught me so much, other than watching my own patterns and all the things that I talk about in the happy medium by watching patterns and trying things out and tasting it and seeing if it worked later is, oh my God, now I'm having people break in from the other side of the people that are listening to your show. That's so interesting. (laughs) Is reading books. Books have been huge. That's why I wanted to write, because books have been so huge. What a beautiful way to learn. Oh my God. I agree with you completely. I absolutely agree. And then what does the individual psychic code mean? The individual psychic code is every single one of us has our own unique code that opens us up to the information uh, in that, from that beautiful bank, that universal bank. And it really is our soul speaking, but we all have it locked in certain ways. And once we start to understand how our code is, for instance, I'm, I'm very visual, so I see things when I do a reading. Mm, you understand? Right. You, you might smell things or hear things even stronger than me if those are stronger in you. So if, if you're somebody who loves to cook, smells mean a lot to you. So that might be one way that your code starts to show up. Like you, you get intuitive insights through that. Oh, that's fantastic. That's really wonderful. And then what about innocent insights? Not to be confused with drive-by insights. (laughs) Innocent insights are when you're talking to somebody and all of a sudden you just nonchalantly say you're standing at work and you're saying, did you see all the ads in the newspaper for jobs? Or did you see online they had so many jobs for nurses? And you just sort of, one of those comments that you felt you just wanted to say, you find out later that three of your coworkers are looking for jobs in that industry. Wow. What, no, that is actually one of my favorites. I love those synchronicities. I mean, I live for those every single day to They're just nice. help me stay on the path, help me, oh yeah, this is where I need to be. This is what needs to happen. Good yeah. confirmation. I agree with you. I love They're it too. Wonderful. Wonderful. And then in the book, you talk a lot about grounding. Like it's a very important experience for you. Right. If, if I, somebody said, I'm, I'm holding the happy medium in my hand, what's the one thing you think I should know? Or the two things I would say, it's about grounding. It's about protecting yourself. It's about not getting in people's space, not letting them get in yours. And the biggest part is knowing that everybody's connected through love. Mm. And it doesn't mean you don't love somebody if you don't take on their feelings. It doesn't mean that walking away from somebody who's, you know, doing something that's not very nice to you is an act that's scornful. You don't want them to hurt you, and that's how you take care of yourself and them. Wow, that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, there's exercises throughout your entire book on grounding and being present in the moment. It's really lovely. Thank you. You're welcome. So we're going to go ahead and go back to the phone lines. All right, let's talk to Michelle calling from Bellevue. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Hi. yes, I had a quick question. Um, If if I could get maybe you guys' energy reading on my marriage right now. I'm still kind of in this little bit of a ebb and flow thing and wanted to have it maybe be um, more more centered with it than I have been. Um, you know, the first thing that I picked up on, it, my eyebrows scrunched together. Hmm. So I say this with a lot of love. You have, a, you have so many of the answers about your marriage. You're wanting outside sources to do the work for you about it. Mm-hmm. because it's hard for you to break open and know how much it means to you, not just the relationship, but the marriage itself. 
And it's hard for you to look at it because what if it doesn't come out the way that you really think you want it? So if other people give you the information, it can be about them and not you. And if you were in my office, I would be leaning forward and smiling at you and maybe handing you a piece of chocolate. Oh, numb. <laughs> because, because it's not an easy thing to hear, but you see, you really do want to make some of those changes. You're just, you're feeling like it should come from an outside source and really it needs to come from you. Mm-hmm. You're, the energy of your spouse is quiet right now. I'm feeling yours. Okay. And so what does that mean, Jody, when you say the energy of her spouse is quiet? So that means, what's a, that's a great question. It means that so much of this journey at this point is about her mm-hmm. knowing to break through to see what she wants. And there's several doors that she has to get through before she even knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. And my sense is you're afraid you don't want it. You don't even know. You might get to the other side of those doors and think, I really do want it. If I clear away the smudge of all these unspoken feelings that I've had or these these resentments that I know he might have of mistakes I've made, and I get past that, there might be something really here. That's exactly how I feel. I mean, I, hmm. I didn't put it in you know, my mind in those words. I, I got the feeling that, you know, Michelle wants something in a particular way, right. and, and, and that the marriage, to be the marriage of her dreams, the one she really wants, it's not going to be the way she thinks it, it's going to be. It's going to be very different, but really good, is from my perspective. Because mm-hmm. really good is when you're really authentically living with your feelings and speaking them and coming from the, that natural place without dumping on other people, with having good boundaries with it. Then no matter what it is, even if it's an ugly truth, it's the truth and you, you, you feel more grounded, you feel more present. Mm, that's really... So, um, and Michelle, don't hang up yet. Um, what's, what's an example of an ugly truth? So an ugly truth might be... God, whenever I go to the grocery store, I can't stop flirting with the butcher, and I think about him all the time. <laughs> or or I can't cute. stand the way that my husband doesn't do well with money. It, it makes yes, me that's, very I, that's mine. <laughs> I know. That's mine that you just said. So how do I be with that? I don't well, know how, how do you deal with, with money? Um, well, I right now I've just actually started creating some money, so just recently. So I've been the person who hasn't had it. He's... And we, we've done the traditional role. I stay at home with the kids. He provides the income. So and you're, really, you're good at going out in the world and creating, and part of your anger toward him is that you've wanted to do that. Whereas he's good at, he might not be a chef, maybe he makes bread or not, but he's not necessarily a chef, but he's very good at making the home and being welcoming with things like people coming in and making it warm. Right. Whereas you can do that too. You just come from a very different place. You want to be out doing that creating Instead of being angry at him about his ability or not ability to do that, go do it for yourself. You know, I think it's challenging to be a stay-at-home mom. It's the hardest job on the planet, I think. Absolutely. And so just to be out for a period of time, even if it's not a full-time process, you know, but it makes, I think it changes women, not all women, some women truly thrive with that. But I think the majority of women don't. It's really hard. It's very difficult, and I agree. I'm not even saying Mm full-time or unusual hours, if it is a lot of hours. You would do really well with it. You'd feel a lot happier. I actually have a nice feeling about your relationship. I do, too. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. Go have fun. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, let's move on to our next caller. We've got Diane calling from Kent. Hi, Diane. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I have a question. Um, Both my parents have passed, 
and my sister, one of my sisters and I would like to buy our childhood home, um, but I need to sell my home first. Do you see me being able to sell it anytime soon? Do you want to take this, Marie? No, you go right ahead. I'm sorry. I'm enjoying listening to you. <laughs> okay. Well, the first thing is, is I get a mixed feeling about you buying the home um, of, that you grew up in, and it doesn't mean I feel like you shouldn't buy it. I feel like if you do buy it, it's your home, and other people will feel like maybe your sister or other relatives that it's theirs too, uh-huh. and it will be your home, and you need to make that distinction. Uh-huh. And you can sell your house, and I do feel like that happens. I don't know that you'll get exactly the dollar amount that you would really wish, wish, but I do feel like it'll happen in, a, in the right time for you. Uh-huh. It's that you have to say... This is my child at home. I have to turn it into my home, change the colors on the walls, maybe change where a door is, do something a little different, and introduce it as a home that my entire family is welcome to. And we can talk about the memories uh-huh. of when it was the family home. It's now my home. Okay. Yeah. And is that going to be hard for you to do that? Um, we kind of talked about that um, because it is it is. But the home that we built is, and grew up in, I mean, there's eight of us kids, and, and it is a, definitely a family home. And, you know, we've had some conversations about that, and, and we are planning on doing some remodeling. Um, I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, I think it will definitely be um, where everybody's still very welcome um, to come in. But I understand what you're saying as far as it being, you know, feeling like it's my home. Mm-hmm. And energetically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the remodeling is a great idea, but when Jody was talking about um, how everyone else is going to think, well, this is our house too. Yeah, I actually felt your energy dropping. Yeah, you know, yeah, like right now, <laughs> you know, it just dropped again. <laughs> and so, you know, getting okay with, you know, I mean, really looking at it, in you know, in terms of how do you really want to feel about this whole thing? Yeah. First, yeah. But, but I think they're going to do it. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'd be good. I think this very conversation starts that process out really beautifully. Ooh, that's lovely. That's yeah. lovely. Great. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, my folks, we own property here, too, and my mom always said before she passed, she would like us just to build a big compound and all of us just to move back on to the property. <laughs> oh. And uh, so we're kind of doing that in a way, because one brother will still live at the home, and actually another sister is kind of thinking of coming in, too. But my other sister and I will actually be the owners of the home but so it's a little bit interesting all the way around but I can't do it until my home gets sold and and I I have a parasite home with quite a bit of property and so it's not something that people are really looking for right now and and it's like hmm how long is this going to take to do so yeah I don't think too long good Mm -mm. Yeah, no, I don't think too long. It's not going to be like a year or anything like that. It's, oh, good. It's a beautiful home. It's been cared for. has really good energy on the property. Yay, good. Yeah. I've worked really hard. Oh, well, it shows. It looks good beautiful. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, well, thank, thank you, you so much. Sure. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, we're on to our next caller now. We've got Jared on the line calling from Kent. Hi, Jared. Hello. What I don't have any specific question. I was just wondering what would come up as far as, you know, just a general reading. Yeah, go ahead, Jody. <clears throat> well, right when you started to talk, I saw something taking shape right in front of you. So there's energy that you sense that's been around you your whole life, and it makes you feel less lonely. It's, and it's changed. You know how we were talking how spirits can teach us? Well, energy is alive and kicking, 
And your energy changes when you're feeling blue and tired and you're not eating the right foods because that's the trick with you is eating the right foods versus food at all. That energy changes form and different spirits, different energy comes in that's not as positive, not as full of light as you are. And so when you're more con- when you concentrate on what's my energy like, that energy in front of you changes form. Are you consciously aware of that energy in front of you? Um. No, not really, no. So do you ever, you've heard swishing, though. They're they're telling me you've heard swishing. My guides are telling me you've heard like a swishing noise. And you have felt like not cold air like, oh, disembodied spirit, but like air kind of rushing when no windows have been open. That's the energy speaking to you. Hmm. Um, Jared, are you a little hypoglycemic? Do you you Mm -hmm. notice yourself getting tired if you don't eat? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. You know, I'm I'm in your pancreas, and you feel hypoglycemic to me. So do you eat, um, you know, like protein? Oh, yeah. I have a high-protein diet. Okay, good. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, good. Yeah, because you need it. (laughs) How about sugary sugary waters? I'm not feeling like sugary waters are good for you. No, I don't drink anything with sugar in it. Pardon me? I don't drink anything with sugar in it. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. That's really good. When I look at the pancreas, whenever it comes up, you know, whether it's something that's easily treatable, like hypoglycemia, and, you know, unless it gets out of control, which obviously you know how to manage it, um, or something more serious. People who have their pancreas involved in their energy system, it's because they tend to overgive. Overgive? Overgive, yes. So so if you're overgiving, you know, whether it's energetically or truly through material things, I don't know which in it, it could be your emotions, and so it's really important to bring that in balance. I would say probably all above. All the above, yeah. Because when, when you think of, of the pancreas and diabetes or hypoglycemia, we're looking at, you know, someone receiving the sweetness of life, you know, getting comfortable and balanced in that whole perspective of receiving the sweetness in life. And so I would look at your overgiving, you know, that and people who overgive, uh, and I completely understand that. I'm sure Jody can relate to this yeah, as well. I'm listening carefully. <laughs> you know, what we really want, all of us, is to be loved. And so that's that's a sweetness of, of life is loving yourself, okay. loving who you are, no matter how much you give or don't give, that you're still precious and wonderful, no matter what. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Have a great you. day. You too. All right. Let's quickly move on to our next caller. We've got Kim on the line calling from Linwood. Hi, Kim. Hi. I'm calling because I saw that you guys uh, could... Maybe tell me what's going on about how I'm blocking myself because I know that I am and I don't know how. And I don't know if it's past life stuff or current life stuff. And I've been stuck for a while. Well, you have delightful energy. <laughs> you, guys, you, guys have, you guys have closed malls there. I've been there several times. Seattle's got some really pretty closed malls. This, what, I, what I got, the immediate vision that I got is you're walking into a closed mall and you're so excited and you want to go over here and look at this store and then you want to go over here and look at this store and then you're going over here and you have a list of things that you need or you want and you don't buy anything because you're forgetting because you're so excited you're going here, then you're going there, then you're going here and it's really all good energy. So it's, it's like it's not really a block, it's like a rush of energy. You have to make a list of really what it is you're after, what, what it is that you need to get accomplished, because you have so much fun sort of flying with the moment and getting into the exciting energy. You've got great energy. 
So is it yeah. about the choice? Like she needs to make a choice? Yeah, she's got to make some choices and say, okay, here's what my decision is today. I'm going to go buy these particular things at this grocery store or this store, and I'm going to make sure before I leave I have them and before I lose my energy because then you start to lose your energy. Mm. So how does that sound, Kim? Uh, well, I mean, it sounds like, because I'm a new mom, pretty new, that, I mean, I know that since I've had my daughter, I'm scattered, but I still, I don't feel like I have good energy. <laughs> I feel like my energy's totally stuck. Well, you're tired. Yeah, I mean, having a baby is a big deal. It is an exhausting experience. And maybe if you started to think differently about your energy and made some choices, actually made a choice and stuck to the choice, then the energy can flow in that direction. Because that's probably what you're feeling is shifting and shifting and shifting, which you're right, that is hard on your energy system. It's, it's pretty challenging, actually. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I feel like everything's unfinished. Everything's mm-hmm. like... Yeah, like, well, I just get overwhelmed. I just... Right. Well, who, too much. <laughs> all of us would be overwhelmed if we weren't making choices. Like, I had to decide what I'm going to wear today. I had to make a decision, put my clothes on, get in the car. <laughs> you know? it's it's, And that's how the energy flows, is by making those choices and not worrying about them or overthinking, over-processing, and just stay where you are. Okay. And, and you know, there's, I don't know if there's an actual book about this, and I know there's a term because my old therapist told me about this when I would call her for tune-ups, especially after I had my kids and they were really young, it's called being good enough, the good enough mother, oh. that you're good enough. You're good enough. All of us are tired when we have little kids, and older kids sometimes, too, of course. Yeah. It's normal. It's a natural feeling that you have, and you are good enough. Lovely. That's wonderful, Jody. Thank you. I hope that helps, Kim. Thanks. Have a wonderful day. So, Jody, you're also on a local local television show in your area. I am. I'm on Twin Cities Live. Oh, great. And so how can people find you um, regarding that and your website? Well, my website is www.jodyattheintuitivecoach.com. My email is jodyattheintuitivecoach.com. <laughs> so I'm at theintuitivecoach.com, or you can just look up Jody Levon, L-I-V-O-N, and Twin Cities Live, I've got a link on it, but you just can also plug in TwinCitiesLive.com and go to past shows. And right now we're calling what I'm doing rapid readings. So I'm reading several audience members very quickly every single show, and it's so much fun. And it's KSTP Channel 5, and it's a wonderful show. And I am working with fabulous people. The host, John Hansen, and... Elizabeth Reese are absolutely fabulous. Yeah, it's really great. I've seen it. I've seen a clip on your Facebook page. And uh, yeah, it's just great. And um, thank you so much for doing your work and writing your book. And oh, thank you. And calling in today from Minnesota and answering all of our callers' questions. Oh, it's just you. been wonderful having you. And I'd love to have you again. Oh, we would love it. And what a beautiful, I would love it. My guides would love it. What a beautiful audience you have. It's just the energy flow is so fabulous. It's oh, a joy. thank you. I agree. I, I feel blessed to have the people that um, come into my life. I'm, I'm grateful. And our lives, I'm just grateful. Mm-hmm. You're a joy. Well, thank you, Jody, And thanks for coming on the show. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you for having me. Have a great day in Minnesota. You too. All righty. Bye. Bye-bye now. And we will be back next week, back here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. And until then, joyful blessings. Mm-hmm.